Before we get started, I want to let everybody know that this podcast is brought to you by BuiltBar.com. That's right. Built Bars are back, baby. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. What is up, everybody? Welcome into Lockdown Tigers. I am your host, Chris Castellani. Thank you very much for tuning in today. It is August 14th, year of our Lord, 2020. Bit of a different show today, a, a bit of a shorter show today because no Tigers game to recap. Tigers didn't play last night. I'll be spending this first segment talking about some controversy that has come out of Cleveland Indians camp revolving around two pitchers who broke health and safety protocols and have gotten in some trouble for it. And in segment two, I'll be previewing all three of the upcoming pitching matchups for this weekend's series between the Tigers and those Cleveland Indians. First series of the year against the Indians for the Tigers. Tigers went 1-18 against Cleveland a year ago, so hopefully they can improve on that starting this weekend. But I am going to start by talking about what has been the story in baseball over this week, and that is Zach Plesak and Mike Clevenger, two starting pitchers for the Cleveland Indians, got busted for breaking health and safety protocols. They went out, I believe it was last Friday, and got busted for it. And the response by fans on social media and the response by the media in general has been extremely harsh. Now, uh, this is one of those instances where I fall in the middle. This is a very difficult time for everyone, everyone involved. And it's a difficult time for these players. They are constantly, even without fans in the seats, right, They are constantly put under an enormous microscope. They cannot fail. And these two guys failed. They made a a horribly dumb mistake that could have permanently jeopardized the Cleveland Indians season. It could have permanently jeopardized uh, the Major League Baseball season. Incredibly stupid. And and I like both these guys. I do. I like Plesak. I like Clevenger a lot. And I'm not just saying that because a week ago he gave me a, a, a compliment on Trevor Bauer's YouTube page. That's not me petting myself in the back. I've liked Mike Clevenger for a long time. I think he's an excellent pitcher. This was an egregious mistake that they made. And I think they know that. I think they're aware of that. I hope that they learn from this. And I hope that these guys are made an example out of. And... All other players in Major League Baseball learn not to do something this reckless ever again. The only way that we get through this season, a season that I think, they might never admit this, but I think about a week and a half ago, they were pretty darn close to pulling the plug on this thing. When the Marlins and Cardinals both had breakouts and games were getting canceled, I think things were, it was nitty gritty time. And they were probably on the verge of maybe cutting this thing off completely. But in fairness to the players, in fairness to the, to the commissioner as well, and in fairness to the coaches and, the, and all the guidelines in place, things have been tightened up. And so far we haven't gotten any more breakouts or positive tests recently. Knock on wood. And so what these guys did was incredibly stupid and could have jeopardized what so many other players and coaches and managers have been working so hard on, which is trying to maintain a solid, cohesive season with no injuries and no health and safety risks. Very dumb. I cannot deny that. Now, I will also say that to a certain extent, the way that this has been portrayed by the media has been a bit ridiculous. And fans, I think, have responded in a bit of a ridiculous manner as well. 
essentially crucifying these guys for making a dumb mistake, which is what this was, a dumb mistake, a mistake that they should be punished for, a mistake that they have, in fairness to the Cleveland Indians, they've put them through the ringer. They've forced them to self-quarantine. They've taken them away from the team for several days. They've done all the necessary things to make sure that they didn't put anyone else in danger. I get that. But what one thing that bothers me is that it's, it's very obvious that these guys made a selfish decision in the moment. Making a selfish decision in the moment does not mean that you are a selfish person or a selfish individual. And I have seen both articles uh, on social media, whether it be from fans or from actual, actual tweets by verified accounts in the media that have tried to twist this story to make these guys the villains of all villains. Carlos Carrasco, a guy everybody loves, great pitcher, great guy, suffered from leukemia last year and is still working on coming back from that a remarkable comeback story he's been pitching some pretty good baseball for the Cleveland Indians so far this season I always liked him even before this I'm happy to see him doing well I'm happy to see him healthy now I have seen people twist this whole situation and say that these two guys Plesak and Clevenger going out and partying and and breaking health and safety protocols shows that these two don't care about a teammate who a season ago had leukemia I think that is really unfair, and I am not defending what these guys did. It was incredibly stupid, and for the most part, a lot of the punishment and vitriol that's been thrown their way is deserved. But I really, this it just speaks to a bigger issue. I hate when this happens in the world. When a guy makes a mistake and everyone acts like nothing else he's ever done is worth anything and this one tiny mistake is all they should ever be known for and it clearly means that they're remarkably selfish and stupid and they don't care about their own teammates, including the ones who have suffered from a very serious illness. I think that's unfair. Now, these actions are ridiculously dumb. Without a doubt. I just think in general, that portrayal of these guys being completely selfish idiots and not just guys who made one incredibly selfish mistake is kind of unfair. Well, at least that's what I felt until yesterday when Zach Plesak posted an extremely dumb video onto Instagram, essentially blaming the media for their coverage, calling them evil. Now look, as someone who's made a, I mean, just a whole lot of mistakes in his life, a whole lot of stupid mistakes in his life, I am a, a guy who's good at genuinely feeling sorry for those mistakes. And I think that there's a way these guys could have handled this situation with more class. They could have came out and said, you know what? We are incredibly, incredibly sorry for these actions. We're incredibly sorry for being selfish. With that said, we believe that it's unfair for people to say that we may not care about guys on our own team who may be sick or may have been sick and have fallen ill. It was a one-time thing. It will never happen again. We're very sorry. I also feel like the way that we have been vilified in the media is a little bit unfair. They could have said all that, and I think everyone would have been like, all right, you know what? They might be a bit bitter, but that's sincere. But Zach Plesak went on after went on Instagram and railed against the media for ripping on his irresponsible decision, a decision he made on his own, and talked about health and safety protocols while making a video in his car while driving without a seatbelt. It was very frustrating because I was going to come on here and defend these guys. I really was. And in a way, you, you probably think I have. But when I saw that, it was like, no, maybe this guy is just an idiot. Like, I, I try to give people the benefit of the doubt all the time. All the time. I try to believe if someone makes a mistake, they can learn from that mistake, that you are not defined by your worst moment in life. I genuinely believe that. 
but the way he doubled down and did something even more irresponsible while making this video just shows that, unfortunately, he may not have learned from this mistake. And I think it's very unfortunate. Clevenger, I, I think a bit of a different story. Um, he, he released a statement in which he was apologetic. And, and he's he's older than Plesak. And, you know, Plesak's 25. I'm 25 right now. I think at 25, my judgment is a bit better. I don't think I would ever go out during a pandemic. But even if I did, I would absolutely own up to it. I've owned up to many mistakes in the past. So it's one of those things where I think a lot of people right now, it just shows the anger of people. The media is angry. The fans are angry. These guys are angry. It's not a fun situation for anybody, but everyone needs to try to make the most of it. And I think many people in Major League Baseball have. These guys made a, a real boneheaded decision, and it's something that will probably stick with them for a long time. I, I think Clevenger will ultimately be forgiven, but that video by Plesak was um, incredibly naive, and I think it's going to rub a lot of people the wrong way. And I understand it. I wish they would have been a little bit more apologetic about their actions. We, it might not have led to such a uh, over-the-top vitriolic response by the media. Okay, so that's going to do it for segment one. When I get back, I'm going to preview the three pitching matchups coming up this weekend between the Tigers and the Indians. We'll be right back. Built Bars are tasty. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. 16 amazing flavors. Eight chocolate nut flavors. Eight chocolate nut-free flavors. It says so on the packaging. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. I had my very first one just the other day, the peanut butter brownie one. And unlike a lot of other protein bars, which have a little bit of crunch to them, these, they really do melt in your mouth. And Built Bars are healthy too. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious guy or girl. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. Look at uh, something like the peanut butter brownie, the one I just talked about. That's 20 grams of protein, 170 calories, 3 grams of sugar, 3 grams net carbs. You can try them today, but we have a special offer as well. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get $10 off your first order. Use the promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. It doesn't matter if you're a professional athlete, a stay-at-home parent, or you spend eight hours a day in an uncomfortable office chair. Everyone needs support to make it through the day. Luckily, our friends at CBDMD have an amazing duo that can help you relax, regroup, and recharge when life gets chaotic. CBD Freeze with Menthol is an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joints in a convenient and easy-to-use roller or shareable squeeze tube. CBD Recover combines CBD with inflammation-fighting compounds like Arnica and vitamin B6 to give you the support you need where it matters most. And to make it even easier to try this amazing duo of topicals and everything else CBDMD has to offer, they're offering all our listeners 25% off your next order when you use the promo code LOCKEDONMLB at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com, promo code LOCKEDONMLB for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD oil products from CBDMD. And we're back. So weekend series coming up between the Tigers and the Indians, a three-game set starting tonight, 7-10 ball game. 
First pitching matchup, Ivan Nova going for the Tigers against Aaron Savale. Ivan Nova 1-0 with a 5.74 ERA. I've mentioned this before, but it's worth reiterating. There's some guys on this team who have been a genuine surprise. You know, guys who have stood out. I think Scope's been very good. Jacoby's been a surprise. I think even Austin Romine has added quite a bit to this baseball team. But then there's Ivan Nova, who has been basically the exact pitcher I expected him to be. He's kept his team in the game at points but not a guy with dynamic stuff, not a strikeout pitcher. He'll give you innings, not much else, and I expect more of the same in this outing tonight against the Indians. On the other side, Aaron Savale has been a genuine surprise. He was like number 20-something prospect in their organization a year ago, and he's been excellent for them so far. You know, Dating back to last year, his career so far in 13 starts, 2-4-7, ERA, 69 strikeouts in 76 and two-thirds innings. Has a nasty breaking ball that he likes to throw to get guys out. I've been really impressed by this guy a lot. And I, I know there's a lot of Cleveland Indians fans who are disappointed with the direction that the organization has gone in over the last several years and their refusal to sign big free agents and kind of their just flat-out admit, admittance and their flat-out admittance. I can't say that word. Flat-out admit admittance? <laughs> They're, they flat out admitted that they essentially won't re-sign Francisco Lindor. And I understand the frustration. But with that said, they're going to be good or at the very least competitive for a long time because they just know how to develop starting pitching. The assembly line of really good to great starting pitchers that have come out of Cleveland Indians camp over the last several years has been really awe-inspiring. And I think Aaron Savale is another example uh, of a gem. You know, this guy's been really solid in his first 13 starts so far in his major league career. Saturday's matchup, a 6-10 game also, once again, in Comerica Park. You will have what will probably be the premier pitching matchup in all of baseball on Saturday. Spencer Turnbull for the Tigers, 2-0 with a 2-0-0 ERA. Going up against Shane Bieber, 3-0 with a 1-6-3 ERA and 43 strikeouts leading all of baseball. Shane Bieber, so far this season, has been the best pitcher in the American League. This dude has been absolutely dynamite, was the MVP of the All-Star Game a year ago, finished fourth for the Cy Young last year. You know, Spencer Turnbull has been remarkably impressive so far. That's undeniable, but this is going to be a really good measuring stick for him because in four starts, once he, he starts this game, he'll have had four starts, and in three of them, he'll have gone up against Trevor Bauer, Luis Castillo, and Shane Bieber, three legit aces. Uh, this is going to be a really tall order for Spencer Turnbull going up against a good Indians team and an even better opposing pitcher. I can't wait to watch this game to see how he responds. I think he's up to the task. Spencer Turnbull is a very even keel guy. I don't think the moment will get to him, but he's going to have to have his A stuff because Shane Bieber so far this year has had his A-plus stuff in every outing, has been a strikeout machine, just unbelievable command. I mean, he has just frozen guys with all his pitches, with change-ups, with curveballs, with sliders, and he because his command is so good, he's able to get a lot of hitters, good hitters, to chase outside of the zone. I think we may see something like that on Saturday against a Tigers team that has a few guys that have a tendency to chase. It's going to be a really tall order for that Tigers team if they want to get to Shane Bieber. And then on Sunday, in the final game of a three-game set, a 1-10 Baseball game will feature a pitching matchup between Michael Fulmer, who's currently 0-0 with a 6-3-5 ERA, only pitched, what, less than six innings so far this season, against Adam Plutko, 
Adam Plutko filling in for Mike Clevenger, who was placed on the restricted list due to violating team protocols, which I talked about in the first segment. He'll get another turn in the rotation while Clevenger is away from the team. This according to MLB.com. And you know what? It shows the depth of Cleveland Indians starting pitching. I've seen Plutko pitch several times. Guy's good. He's got good stuff. He pitches with a lot of confidence, and he trusts his stuff. That's a guy who's like a fringe starter for that team. And I think it just shows how deep that organization is with starting pitching depth. On the other side, look, we know what the keys are for Michael Fulmer. We want to see the stuff get better. We want to see the command get better. We want to see him shake off the rust. And we want to see him limit hard contact. If he does all that, I'll view it as a successful start. What happens in the games in terms of wins and losses in games Michael Fulmer pitches, it doesn't even matter to me at this point, especially in a season like this. I just want to see the stuff improve. I want to see the command improve. And if so, I think it's it will be a massive step forward. This upcoming stretch for the Tigers is going to be difficult. And I think that started with the series against the White Sox. This team was 1-18 against Cleveland a year ago, and they haven't been much better the previous several seasons before that. The Indians are still very good. If the Tigers believe they have a shot at all, they're going to have to show up and play in this three-game set, try to win a one, but hopefully, you know, two games here to try to, you know, push things forward and see if you can get a few more wins under your belt before you you go on a long road trip. Really looking forward to it, though. That will do it for today's show. You can follow me on Twitter at Castellani2014. That's at C-A-S-T-E-L-L-A-N-I-2014. You can follow this show on Twitter at LockedOnTigers. And while you're at it, go to Apple Podcasts, go to iTunes, leave a positive review of this show. It would be much, much appreciated. Thank you very much for tuning in. I appreciate all of you guys very much. I'll be right back here on Monday to recap the weekend series. Have a great rest of your day. Have a great weekend and go Tigers.